what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. They didn't even give the prisoners the common courtesy of going to the bathroom. They'd have to lay there and go right there where they were laying at. Laying there on that nasty floor and their backs cut to pieces and their legs spread apart. And you can imagine the pain that they're already experiencing. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Philippians, chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, we're going to pick it up in verse 3 today. Philippians chapter 1. Verse 3, the Apostle Paul said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making request with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I just want to stop right there and use for a subject, preaching a few minutes today. God ain't finished with you yet. Glory to God. I said, God ain't finished with you yet. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of Your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth, to bring it before the people. Lord, anoint your people to hear it and to receive it. Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you, deeper into your word, and led more by your spirit. I pray today, O God, that needs will be met, both here in this sanctuary and those listening by radio and the internet. Lord, touch them today and meet that need, whatever it may be, wherever they may be today. And Lord, we're careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. In the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, we read about Paul's second missionary journey. And in his second missionary journey, he revisited the churches that he established in his first missionary journey. And after going around to those different churches and checking on them, building them up in the faith, the Apostle Paul then set out to expand his outreach ministry. And he attempted to go down to the south. And the Holy Spirit put up a roadblock because the people down in Asia were not ready to receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul then began to turn his attention to the north. 
And again, the Holy Spirit put up a roadblock and said, No, I do not want you going up into that particular direction. And Paul, having already come from the east, there was no other direction to go but west. So the Apostle Paul began to go west with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He went as far as the city of Troas. And while he was there in that particular area, God gave him a vision. And in that vision he saw a man of Macedonia, which cried unto him, saying, Come over and help us. And Paul got up the next day with Silas and Dr. Luke, boarded a ship and headed west toward Europe. And the gospel from that time up until now went west. Many, many years ago, a very wealthy businessman here in this country gave a rather large sum of money to one of our most prestigious universities here in the United States to do some research and to find out and get the history of Western civilization. He wanted to know what it was that made the Western countries so much greater than those countries of the East. And that prestigious university researched for several years, spent many hours on this subject trying to find out what made the Western countries so great. And after a couple of years of research, this wealthy businessman went back to the school and wanted to know what was the progress concerning this great subject. And they told him, after many hours of research, we cannot put our finger on any one particular thing as to what has made the West so great. We don't even know where to start. So with that, they had to give the money back to that wealthy businessman. I wish that businessman had a talk to me. Because I could have told him what it was. When the Apostle Paul took the gospel west into Europe, and the gospel went west, and then it migrated over into England, and then they came over here to the United States of America. Let me tell you something today. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what has made this country so great. It's not President Trump or any other political group of people. But it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that has made this country so great. Tocqueville, one of the great French philosophers came over here in the mid-1800s looking for the same thing. He wanted to know what it was that made this country so great. He visited Congress, visited our educational institutions, the universities, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, 
He visited America's factories, our industries. And after doing all of this, he still could not find what it was that made this country so great. And right before boarding a ship to go back to France, someone invited him to church. And he went to church with them. And he sat there and he heard a preacher preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, calling men to righteousness. And when Tocqueville boarded that ship, going back to France, he said this, America is great because America is good. And when America ceases to be good, then America will cease to be great. The gospel of Jesus Christ is what has made this country so great. And let me tell you this. As long as the gospel continues to go forth from the shores of this nation all over the world, America will continue to be the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Glory to God. Paul, Silas, Dr. Luke boarded that ship, headed for Europe, landed in Neapolis. Paul made his way over to the chief city of Macedonia, the city of Philippi. Stayed there several days, the Bible says. And in that particular part of the world at that time, there weren't many Jews and they didn't have synagogues like they did back over in Jerusalem and whatever the case. And so the Jews would gather down by the river on the Sabbath day to pray. And on this particular Sabbath day, the Apostle Paul, Silas, and Dr. Luke, they went down to the river to pray and to worship God. And while he was down there at that river, he shared the gospel with this prestigious businesswoman, Lydia. And the first convert on European soil was a woman. She accepted Christ as her Savior. She was baptized. Later on, the rest of her family got saved. And she invited them to come and stay at her house. More than likely, that house became the church building in which they would gather and worship. In Paul's outreach ministry, he went in the areas around about that area, and a young girl who was demon-possessed began to follow Paul. She had a spirit of divination. And she would follow behind Paul and she would holler out to everybody, these men present unto us the way of salvation. Is what it says here in our English. But in the Greek, she was actually saying these men are giving us a way of salvation. Not the way of salvation, but a way of salvation. 
That same spirit that was in this girl following Paul is the exact same spirit that is in much of the church world today who says we are presenting a way of salvation. Oh, but Buddha's got a way too. And Islam's got a way too. As long as they follow the Quran, well, they're going to heaven and God's just going to accept everybody and, and everybody's going to heaven. Let me tell you something. Not everybody is going to heaven. If it is not Jesus Christ and Him crucified and your faith in His finished work, you ain't going. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And this girl following Paul, possessed by this demon spirit, going around telling everybody, oh, they're just giving you a way of salvation, but they several ways. Paul got tired of it. He turned around to that girl one day and said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And that demon spirit came out of that young girl. And she got saved. Well, that presented a problem. Because this young girl worked for some businessmen. And they made a lot of money off of her because she had this demon spirit in her. And she was able to divinate. She was able to tell people about their future and... All kinds of fortune teller, that sort of thing. And when Paul cast a demon spirit out of her, she wasn't able to do that no more, so they began to lose money. Because, well, they got upset. Started a riot, got a hold of Paul and Silas, and pulled them up before the magistrate there in Philippi. These men do exceedingly trouble our city. They're teaching things that are against Jewish customs. And the magistrates had Paul and Silas stripped down, tied them to a post and had them beaten, and then had Paul and Silas put into jail, told the jailer, keep them safe, like they were some type of desperados. And the jailer took them and put them in the inner prison like they were the worst of criminals ever. This jailer put them in the inner prison and had them put into stocks, the Bible says. Now, we read over that and we don't fully comprehend what all was happening here, but allow me to be a little crude. Paul and Silas having their backs ripped to pieces with that cat of nine tails. Flesh literally hanging from their backside. Being put into inner prison, laying on that nasty dirt floor with their legs spread wide apart in the stocks. Their backs into that dirt, and I don't mean to be ugly, but back then they didn't even give the prisoners the common courtesy of going to the bathroom. They'd have to lay there and go right there where they were laying at. And here's Paul and Silas laying where others before them, laying there on that nasty floor and their backs cut to pieces and their legs spread apart. After a while, the muscles would begin to constrict and the cramps would sit in. And you can imagine the pain that they're already experiencing. 
And now they got the cramps that are going along with that. Paul and Silas, they're laying there. They've been praying. Silas looks at Paul. I don't think we're going to make it. Paul. He says, Silas, I got a word for you. God ain't finished with us yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, there's some of you here in this place, and there are many of you listening by radio today. Spiritually speaking, your backside's been cut to pieces. You're flat of your back on the floor, and your legs is wide apart, and you're, you're, you're held in captivity, and you don't know what to do, and you don't know where to go. Let me tell you something. It's easy to praise God and worship God and sing praises to God when you're in a service like this. But when you're in a Philippian jail, flat of your back and your back torn to pieces, and you don't know what to do, praise God now. You see, because that right there, ladies and gentlemen, Shows us what you're really made of. I liken it to a sponge. You can take a sponge and I can dip it into something over here, but y'all don't know what's in that sponge till I put the pressure on it. I can dip it in Pepsi Cola or I can dip it in orange juice. Whatever it's put into, it's going to absorb and put it in there. But y'all don't know what's in there until the pressure's put on, until the squeeze is put on. And sometimes God will put you in the squeeze. Not to show him anything. He already knows what's down on the inside of you. The problem is you don't know. And God's going to put some of you in the squeeze because you don't know what you got down on the inside. And sometimes when God puts you in the squeeze, something ugly comes out. Oh, me. I'm going to meddle a little bit now. Whatever's on the inside is going to come out, and most of the time it comes out this thing right here called the mouth. Mash that finger while you're out there driving nails. See what comes out of your mouth. Preacher was preaching one time. He said, that little pet sin you got, you need to bring it up here and lay it on the altar. Gave the altar call. This woman came up to the preacher and said, preacher, I need to lay my tongue on the altar. He said, I'm sorry, woman, my altar ain't big enough. Mm. I'm just trying to say some of you need to watch your mouth. Not supposed to let corrupt communication come out of your mouth. What is corrupt communication? Whatever is not a faith is corrupt communication. Paul and Silas, they're in that prison and they're in the squeeze of it now. And Paul lays there in his situation. And he begins to sing. Never failed me yet. 
never fail me yet. Jesus' love has never failed me yet. This one thing I know, that wherever I may go, Jesus' love has never failed me yet. Well, Brother James, how do you know what they were singing? I don't know. Maybe he was singing, well, I just feel like something good is about to happen. Well, I just feel like something good is on the way. He's promised that he'd open all of heaven. And Brother Silas, this might just be that very day when God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus and they hear from heaven expecting as they pray. Well, I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, this may be that very day. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm trying to get something across to you folks. When your back is against the wall and you don't know what else to do, just start praising God. Just start worshiping God. God can't handle all of that praise and all of that worship going up when you're in that time of depression, when it's coming on. And the Bible says that an earthquake came and hit that jail and all the sail doors flew open and the stocks were loosed and those prisoners were free. The jailer comes to check on all the prisoners and all the doors was open and he knew his life was on the line. If any one of those prisoners escaped, he knew what was coming his way and he drew a sword and was about to kill himself. And Paul said, oh, wait, don't do that, we're all here. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that all those cell doors were wide open and nobody had escaped. He, he couldn't get over that and he asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The man got saved right then, was baptized a short time later. All of his house got saved. And God used Lydia, that demon-possessed girl, this jailer in all of his household, and these group of people formed a church there in the city of Philippi. And Paul went on to other endeavors. Several years pass. Paul finds himself in a Roman prison once again. The people at Philippi find out where Paul is at, and they send him a love offering. And Paul receives that offering, and he writes the letter of Philippians, this of which I've 
just read to you this morning. And he's thanking them for the offering that they sent him. And he tells them that he's praying for them. And he also tells them this. I'm confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm trying to tell you this. Just because you got saved many years ago, it all started then. But God's not finished with you yet. He's going to keep on working in your heart and life until the day of Jesus Christ. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to EstablishedInTheFaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.